We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. But I can't see paying sure. paper for Erickson. Or maybe you can. Maybe you can. I don't know. You paused. No, no, I was taking a sip of coffee. Okay. That was my pause. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird and Jordan Cooper. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined on this Monday morning by Jordan Cooper, as always, although this week, instead of just reviewing our horrible, well, not usual horrible, but this past weekend's rather rough uh, DFS slate for us, Premier League-wise, uh, we're also going to preview some Champions League this week. So, Jordan, you were making me feel much better uh, as I was complaining on this podcast because as I was telling you, I basically finished close to last in everything that I entered on Saturday. And you made the nice point that in a 114-man double-up, finishing 108th is just as good as finishing 51st. So that made me feel slightly better. Right. So thank I you. Mean, I mean, it, 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 it is worse from, a, from an <laughs> ego perspective. Right. <clears throat> Especially, you know, you get you get on a podcast, you, you write some articles and stuff like that. You're supposed to be an expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, then you finish that badly. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, bruise to your ego, I guess. But uh, uh, at least you, you put your money where your mouth is. Um, right, right. Uh, I suppose. But I, but but I don't think you did. Like, uh, I mean, I beat you by twelve points, mm-hmm. but you had as similar constructive type of lineup. That I did, and a lot of sharp players did, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it all came down to us, uh, if you want to call him a trap, uh, falling into Willian. Yeah, uh, I don't even want to. De Bruyne was also a tough one, and I, the, the one, the reason why I thought De Bruyne was a little worse than Willian is that because Leroy Sané basically was the play, but Leroy Sané wasn't even second on my list. And he wasn't third on my list. And so, like, I, I think I consider that one a significantly bigger mistake because, like, Willian, uh, 
maybe maybe it's the same situation. I mean, those teams like collectively won nine nothing, and De Bruyne and Willian combined for ten points. But like, I wasn't taking anybody else on Chelsea when I saw that lineup. But I could have taken other people on Man City and like specifically targeted De Bruyne, who was the worst of the entire group. Right. Well, that's why that's why when when you say KDB as uh, the the problem in in the lineups that we both had. I mean, if you want to go down, run down the the lineups. Uh, I had uh, Forster, uh, technically Gomez, although I'll explain why uh, I ended up with Joel Matip in that spot. Mm. Uh, Stephen Ward, Robbie Brady, Tom Carroll, KDB, Sigurdsson, and Willian. Mm-hmm. And you had Schmeichel, Holobus, Schlupp, Willian, Brady, KDB, Sigurdsson, Moreno. So you played with the three defenders. Uh, that the, wasn't. The, that was also not by design. Original design. Right, who was originally there in the utility spot for Moreno? Uh, Demerai Gray. I decided I thought it was worth... I figured Moreno was an okay backup if Gray didn't start. Okay. And it didn't even matter. <laughs> but uh, I, I call I call Willian the, the main the main trap in, in the lineups because of the price of people around him. Mm-hmm. So you had Sané. Yep. You had Silva, even. Yep. Silva was second on my list. Okay. Uh, the thing that what made him a trap, if if you want to consider that a trap, uh, it, a lot of people played him. He Without Fabregas in, he is going to take set pieces right. for and, Chelsea. And Hazard. And ha- right, and Hazard out also. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't look that bad of a play. Uh, the, the problem comes in is that, like, I was – higher on Chelsea than I was to start the week. Like if Sesk was in with Willian, I wouldn't have played either either of them. Yep. Right? Yeah, exactly. Even if even if Hazard was in, maybe you don't even play Willian. Yeah. The thing the thing that that got me, which I mean, they won for nothing for a reason. Uh looking at Stokes lineup, and this is why I played a lot of Murata in GPP, uh, which did save my my day as far as not going off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh that they lined up a three man back line of Eric Peters, Martin Zindi, and Glenn Johnson. Yeah. And they had Diouf and, Diouf and Sobe as yeah. wingbacks. I looked at that. Normally you think of Stoke at home as a fairly good defensive team. Yeah. And, like, they're playing with virtually no center backs. Yep. I mean, Indy is barely a center He's back. barely one, yeah. Right. So I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to have problems. And I'm thinking more in the terms of, like, Pedro and Willian on the, on the sides. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Willian could easily score a goal as well as take all the set pieces. And if I'm going to play anyone on Chelsea in cash, it's going to be Willian over anyone. So that's why Willian in cash and Murata in GPP and expecting Chelsea to score goals on a back line that looked like, you know, came out of the reserve squad practically. Right. right. So so I, I get it there. Like if Stoke even lined up better defensively, I would have considered more. Let me take two Man City players. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the the main the main things in our lineups was uh, KDB or Aguero. Yep. I mean, this is what what makes or breaks whether or not you cash in a double up. Uh, KDB versus Aguero and Willian versus Sane or Silva. Yep. And that that's it. I don't think Sigurdsson, although underperforming game, was was a bad play. Everton at home against Bournemouth with Sigurdsson taking all set pieces. They scored uh, twice. That, yeah, they did. I mean, with Niaf that came yeah. on, uh, but uh, Everton is uh, apparently not as uh, re- really not good. Yeah, <laughs> just it's just just patently not really as good. We thought maybe it's because of you know playing good teams in the beginning, and uh, maybe maybe they're not that good. But <laughs> yeah, still, at they that, did play at good that, teams at the beginning. They also just happened to stink. <laughs> right, but still, that I mean, a forward eligible. You didn't even care about forward eligibility at this point if you're playing William because you right. you play. He's forward eligible as well. Uh, I mean, I think your your main issue. I think playing Brady at sixty five hundred Burnley, you got nine and a half points. That's that's a fine play. Uh, I'm just I'm just shocked you didn't play Tom Carroll. Uh, at I seven hundred. Yeah, I had Olabas and Carroll to start, and basically I just didn't see I didn't see Carroll's game coming. Like I I I, I just saw his floor and thought basically his floor is his ceiling. And thought Olabas's was higher because I thought Watford was better. And I wanted to take the risk on Gray and or Moreno. Like, I I'm I can't believe Carroll finished at 14 and a half. Like if he finished 
where I thought he would around Moreno. Like I didn't think that would ne- was necessarily going to hurt me. But Carroll, I mean, Carroll could have had forty for points for me, and I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have cashed. But, um, but a full forty seven hundred home favorite, even though it's a pick 'em favorite type of thing. Yeah. Like for if you're going to quote uh, punt in that range, I mean, you can't. You, why wouldn't well, you? Well, that, that I was mean, the like other... that's that's why I looked, especially with Swansea lining up in like a three four three type of formation it's like they're, they're going to attack more they're yeah. going to get more corners because now they have Olsen and Naughton playing as wing backs so there's more opportunities for set pieces in a 3-4-3 like that playing attacking against Watford who are playing with four in the back that's why I didn't like Holobus as much uh the reason I played Holobus is because <clears throat> well basically the reason I chose Holobus over Carroll was a, I thought Watford were was going to be better uh, I liked Demerai Gray's. I thought Demerai Gray had a similar floor if he started with a higher upside. And Olavas filled a defender spot, whereas Carroll did. Like, if I was already playing Brady, Willian, De Bruyne, like, I just didn't have a spot. I was basically t- choosing Gray over Carroll, which then became Why Moreno would you? Why, but, but, I mean, you, you have to, number one, uh, Gray, underdog against Liverpool, Swansea, at home as a favorite. So I just look Fairly, at, I look but, at that. Yeah. Yeah, but true, but better than playing against Liverpool. I didn't think so. I thought, I thought, I thought Leicester would be fine against, I mean, they scored twice. It's, they had a fine game. It just, he didn't start. It, the, the problem was, is that he's worth, you know, obviously it, it falls back when he doesn't start. Right. Or if, not but, but he, would he play 90 him. even if he does? So like that, like you have to, you have to uh, add the risk into the price. Yeah, I thought he would if he started. Okay. I thought he would. Okay. But what did he play? Did he even play? There he is. Twenty nine minutes, a shot, and three crosses. And your pivot, and your pivot was wrong. Like once you went to Moreno, you died. Like that. I think. I think. I, actually, from a strategic perspective, that was your biggest mistake. Even though you you weren't gonna you weren't gonna make up yeah. being down that many points. Uh, but strategically, once you plug in Moreno, you 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 just turn off the game. Like that's the, <clears> the reason why I had, anyway, but... well no no that's why you went the mad. The reason at... why I had, I have mad up in my lineup. That the problem is that I, in going into the late game, I was like a goal's worth of points under the cash line. Yeah, that makes sense. I was like five goals. I wasn't. Ever yeah, but but that. still, but still, at a, you don't pick the guy that's going right. to be the most owned. You You're pick right. that that the the importance of that. Like this is this is what I mean by strategic mistake is that like because uh I could have played Gomez because originally I had like I was either going to play Trent Alexander-Arnold or Gomez, whoever started in that spot. I didn't have 45. I only had 4400. So I mm-hmm. couldn't even go to Marino if I wanted to, but knowing that a lot of people would be playing him or Gomez, you're gonna play one. That spot was open for most lineups I see in my cash games. So I know it's a Liverpool fullback, right? So when I'm down by that much, and I see above me PMRs of 90 and 180, all with defender or utility spots open, and that price range, I have to assume that it's either Moreno or Gomez. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many have one or the other, but I Moreno's gonna be one. Uh, Gomez is going to be two, and everyone else is going to be no one. No one, right. Practically. But to make up, I need to – because it's not only making up 12 points. It's making up 12 points. Like, if Moreno gives me 12 that no one else has, right? Right. Like, the guys above me, unless that guy scores three goals, and the the three or four guys under the cash line where all four of us are able to go and jump above people that have zero PMR. Right. Which I thought, or people that just have Schmeichel in, and he gets minus eight or something Mm -hmm. like that. I thought that's that's such a long shot that I have to assume that the three guys above me, in most of my cash games, because I was just under in that that er, uh, area, and they were only like one point above me. It's not like I need to make up. Like in your situation, you're it's almost a lost cause at that point. But still, it's better than to just plug in a guy that's going to be, you know, forty percent owned, and then you have, well, you, now you have no shot. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Right. So so that's why it's like I I I, I got to move. I, I it doesn't matter about leaving salary on the table. It's more important to have a guy that no one has. Mm-hmm. So I could have left. Gomez in and taking the risk that everyone has Moreno above me 
but I can't take that because I need to pass three people, not one person. If it was just one person, if I was an 11 man double up, but I'm in seventh and I see the guy, you know, like that, maybe then I could take a shot. But now when I have three guys above me within a point or two and all having the same amount of PMR, like I, I it's like I got to go to someone that I in in if it was a utility spot, I probably would have went to like Henderson or something. Right. But I only had a defender spot. So it's like I'm going to either take Matip or Lovren. And hope for a Liverpool header goal, or take Harry Maguire, yeah. or so, you know so, so, something that no one has in a defender. Like I look at Ben Chilwell, but taking any the, the more important facet is taking someone that the guys above you do not have is more important than the amount of raw points. Because mm-hmm. once you take a guy that if, if all three of them have that same guy, you're dead. You're it doesn't matter how many they score. So that's why I went to, from Gomez to Matip, and I mean, he didn't. He got a yellow card. He ended up with what, like zero points or a half a point mm-hmm. or something. By the end of it, if I would have went lob, any way I would have went, I would have lost. Uh, but strategically, like in in when it comes to DFS, as far as blocking, moving, pivoting, that type of thing, like you you, you have to go. It's more important to pick a guy that no one has. And I saw, and I saw, like when I see a twenty-three man double up, and I have three percent, as like I'm the only guy with this guy, right? In the, in the drop zone, which I dropped out of, like I was five percent, twenty people. So I'm the only one. So if Maddox scores, if he gets a goal, I'm in. That's all I need. I don't need to worry about. I mean, obviously, if Moreno or Gomez or you know they put up points, but I can make up all of that with one header goal, and I know that no one has him, rather than hope for Gomez or Moreno and people. Like it's a it's a it's this is actual game theory, as opposed to when people use the term game theory to really just mean leverage on ownership. Uh, game theory is taking the decision out of your opponent's hands. Like it doesn't matter who they play. Like if if they move to Matip, which they're not because they're so close to the cash line, why risk that? Uh, as long as I take the decision out of their hands, I'm I'm in a better spot uh, expected value wise. Uh, although I might, you know, I'm, I'm only going to move up like 8% of the time, but when I do move up, I'm going to cash. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I could have sa- I could have saved a man of goal would have saved my entire day. Cause I would have gotten above the cash line in most of my double ups mm-hmm. rather than put in what would be quote unquote optimal. Just like you said, coming in, you know, 108th is the same as coming in 51st. It's like my goal wasn't to come in 51st. I could have just plugged in Gomez and came in. I I, I would have. Like if I came, if, 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 if I put in and I got Gomez's, what, one and a half points or something mm-hmm. that he had, like I would have, in, in a 10-man double up, I would have came in sixth. I would have beaten two of the guys that had Schmeichel in uh, within a point and a half of me uh, and still not cashed. So it's like, what do I care? I would have gotten a slightly higher score Slightly higher percentile, but would have made and less money. So why don't why not just go for, you know, hey, just hope for a matter, you know, mm-hmm. assist or something or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I know I went off on two or three minutes about one thing, but just understand, no, that makes sense, that, though. like in in the late game, like these are the these are the considerations you need to make. It looks you look at my line and we go, you played Matip even in the Slack chat I was like, what, was that by design? Like really by design? <laughs> you really? Do you really think that was by design? No, of course not. But in the position I was in, I I, I had to do it. Mm-hmm. And then in GPPs, I I I mean GPPs, I had Moreno. You know, in in my lineups that were you know in the top hundred, you know my Murata lineups. You know, then then I'm gonna play to, to secure uh, with Moreno or Gomez, and then like one or two of them that I had high, I had a utility spot open. And I'm like, I'll put in Henderson, and Henderson got got a goal, so that launch me up into like the top 20 in some GPPs, which, you know, those, those kind of saved me from the cliff on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Steven Davis had eight and a half points. Eh, it happens sometimes, mm. but what would have, even if you played Steven Davis, I wasn't would, playing him, but, but, but even if you would have, would it, would it have changed your construction other than you wouldn't have played like Jeffrey Schlupp? That's that. Right. I would have had to play another defender. I like filling that other defender spot. I don't know where I would have gone. Right, but it doesn't change the fact that KDB, Sigurdsson, and Willian all just yeah, just yep. didn't put up goals or yeah. anything. Yeah, it's not like I didn't play Aguero because I didn't have enough money. Like, I could have easily gotten him with not too many changes. Obviously, right. I probably would have tossed De Bruyne. I wouldn't have tried to get rid of Sigurdsson or Willian. Right. 
But my, my, my going going into the into the lock period into ten o'clock. Now my my main thing is: am I playing William or am I playing Sane? Mm-hmm. Uh, See, Sane still like I was going. Obviously, it's how much. I guess it was between those two. Although I was probably playing Silva over Sane for that William spot anyway. Which is fine. Also, my my. All, all I was, all I'm wondering is how many goals are Man City going to score? Yeah, they're going to score. Just how many? Two nothing. I don't need two of their players. Five nothing. I need two of their players. Yeah. And then looking at the Chelsea game with the Stoke back line, I'm like, I think even if Man City put up three goals, Willian could even without a goal have 15 points. So even if like Sane gets a goal, comes out at the 63rd minute. And ends up at 16 points. That I could, I can make that up with Willian anyway. Turns right. out you couldn't, but I no. mean, and even Sigerson could show up. But I mean, you have set piece takers that could show up with goals also. So, you know that 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 was my that was my logic in my head, rather than how do I fit in two Man City players? Mm-hmm. And then, if you're going to play one of them, which one do you play, KDB or Aguero? Turns out, uh, any of them would have been better. Right. <laughs> than any of them. And I mean other than maybe Mendy who who came out, but I mean you could have you could have taken Sterling, Stane, probably Fernandinho. How many points did KDB put? Well, I, I you'd rather have paid down and played Fernandinho. Yeah. Yep. Or Steven Davis. Or Steven Davis, right. Anyway, Champions League. Okay. Um so we've got a absolutely stacked slate. And it feels like the fade Ronaldo crowd could be pretty loud this weekend or the, this Tuesday, the uh, Real Madrid at Dortmund. And that's not so much a problem, but we've got overwhelming favorites with Napoli, Sevilla, Man City, and Tottenham. Tottenham, the only one of that group on the road. Um, even Liverpool is a favorite, uh, an away favorite. Um, Monaco, is favored at home against Porto, although that one's probably going to be a little tighter. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ronaldo to start off? I think it's a, a situation that we see a lot in, in Champions League that you you typically want to target the overwhelming favorites more so than the games that are... I mean, Real Madrid is not even... I mean, they're a favorite away to, to Dortmund, but... They're the lowest favorite. Even, yeah, but they're not over even money. I mean, at plus right. one... 130 the problem comes in is that this game has a three and a half total right <laughs> so, so like this is a this is a game that's going to be three to two the problem is is which side do you target and who do you target and how much money do you put into to targeting versus you have much more uh you have you have much more certainty in other games like you take a you like we don't have to cover the napoli game for instance napoli versus feyenoord feyenoord is not even in good form in the their league uh, let alone in Europe, uh, Man City destroyed them in Holland. So Napoli, I mean, you know how they're going to line up. I mean, Milik is out, so you don't have to worry about him, you know, getting a spot start or something. So you're going to have uh, Mertens, Insignia, and Calione. Yep. And you have Gulam as a defender. Uh, like, you, <laughs> had, Ronaldo, you have Bale, you have Obama Yang, you have all these guys in that game that could start mm-hmm. and play. But like, if that, if you take a look, it's like, well, it's going to be three to two in the, in the, the door in Dortmund. Uh, but who scores and how many do they score? Cause real Madrid could score three and Dortmund could score two and Ronaldo could have a hat trick. Right. But Ronaldo could score one goal. Bale could score one goal. And then, Pulisic, right, has two. Right, it could be a lot of those. But you take a look at Napoli and goes if it's four nothing, uh, that front three is going to have. I mean, I mean, yeah, Hamza could show up with a you know, goal out of the midfield or something like that. But you're, you're you're much more sure of the Napoli frontline players than you are trying to pick out the goals in the the Real Madrid Dortmund game. Right. The yeah, Aubameyang is is like amazingly cheap for what he does like he's got what is this six goals in his last three games obviously it's not against real madrid but um we also will see no marcelo which theoretically should help uh 
Cruz, so he may not start, so that should help Isco, maybe? Or Asensio or, or Madrid. Asensio, yeah. Or Madrid. It depends on who. who <clears throat> right. I mean, Madrid has some value. Uh, and then on the Dortmund side, it's wait till lineups come out because it could be, uh, it, as far as set piece taking is concerned, it could be Dahoud. Yep. It could be Gutza. It could be Castro. It could be Yarmolenko. Yep. It could be any of those four players. And if, if and any. They could all start. It's not like they split right. one position. <laughs> right. Well, that's the problem. It's like if. If you see one out of the four, like that makes it easier. Like I'd, I'd almost, I'd rather see uh, Castro be the only guy out of all of those in, because then it's like, okay, I can take a cheap midfielder now, mm-hmm. type of situation. But, but you still, you're dealing with a game that is pick'em, that does have a high total, so you don't know what's going to happen. You take a look at like even Man City, and I take a look at, and I go, um, yes, there's a lot of options on Man City to take. But at least I'm focused on one team, mm-hmm. let alone on a game with a high total with both teams. Right. Right. And and price, and especially when it comes to Real Madrid, they're priced up. So, yep. I mean, you're when you pay for Ronaldo, I mean, you're limiting your options everywhere else. And then uh, to, to me, you take a lot uh, to me when you mention Ob- Obama Yang as cheap. Uh, I take a look at, I think the best value forward for GPP, but I think possibly cash viable. This day, you, you may disagree with me, Andrew, uh, is uh, with some Ben Yedder. Because mm. you take a look at Sevilla. Like, Sevilla is the second biggest favorite. Yeah. Currently, against Maribor. Uh, so if Sevilla lines up with just the one forward up top, and or they play like Navas and Sarabia or Navas and Vasquez or something like that, like for seventy nine hundred, like Wissam Bedieter is going to have minus two twenty five goal scoring odds. Mm. Like you're putting in the set. I mean, he'll have the same goal scoring odds as Ronaldo, mm, right? I don't think he's that high, but it's close. It's right. close. Right, but I mean that that's that's the situation I'm looking at. He's probably like higher think... than the non Mertens Napoli guys. Right. 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 We're taking away Napoli in and of itself. I, Mertens is, has the highest goal scoring. Yes. Right. And then after Mertens is Aguero. Right. And then after Aguero is Ben Yedder. Um, or or Insign- maybe Insignia and then Ben And then Kane is higher. Okay, okay. And maybe Falcao. No, not in the Monaco game? I think so. Mo- Monaco's barely a favorite, plus one. He's the only one that scores, though. Right, true. True, I, I, guess, I guess that is true. Uh, but Ben Yedder's the cheapest. He is. Right. Well, he's he's more than Obama Yang, but right. But Obama Yang is in, is underneath for goal scoring odds amongst all of them. You sure? I thought he was higher than that. I mean, I they're still be. they're they're still all, you know, under even money. Yes. Right. There's still I mean, there's still a plus fifty percent chance of scoring. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, we're, we're talking. Well, I'm. I, the difference between 53% and 57% is, okay, whatever. All I'm saying is that Sevilla is, is it's a three-total game, and Sevilla is a minus 575 favorite. Yeah, yep. So, I mean, uh, everyone's going to look at Man City and go, who do I play in the Man City game? Maybe play Silva, Sané, Aguero, probably not KDB, uh, although that could be a great GBP play after he bombed mm-hmm. uh, uh, DFS-wise yep. on Saturday. Oh, he's definitely scoring at least once. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then you take a look at Napoli, and you go Mer- Mertens, Calione, and Insignia. Mm-hmm. You know that's 10k, 9k, 9k. And then you look at Sevilla, and you go, well, now you got you got Ben Yedder, you got Benega. It depends on who. Obviously, for them, you have also issues there for for Sevilla. Where uh, is it? Uh, Sarabia, Benega, Ganzo, Crondelli yep. has been taking yeah. when he's on on on, on the pitch. That's a cheap midfield option if he's in, but uh, it depends on who else is playing. Do you have Jesus Navas? Crondelli is forward eligible at 3,500. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> right? They're the best of both worlds. Yeah. But it depends on who's in. Yeah, of course. It depends if they play a 4-3-3. Like, cause you, remember, uh, I'll repeat it a million times. I don't care if Gabriel Mercado is in a fullback position. Yeah. Like, it, Escudero pushes up, and it, it doesn't play that way. Uh, but... I mean, Sevilla is enough of a favorite that 
Like I could see people ignoring Sevilla, just looking past Sevilla altogether. I agree with that. Yep. Every other, I'm, I'm just mentioning that, that like, take a look at Sevilla stacking them. Okay. That's a, that's a maybe out of the question. Uh, but, uh, but that depends on who starts. Like I actually, out of all of them, like Sarabia the worst only because of his price. Makes like sense. if Sarabia yeah. and Benega are both on the field at the same time, like paying up, I'd rather save money on Benega if I'm going to play or, or just play Navas. Yeah. I think, play, yeah, or, I think or Navas play, is the right. Or, or play or play some, someone that's that, that's not a set piece taker or just play Ben Yedder or something like that. That's what like Sevilla is in the same situation as like Dortmund where, you know, there's four guys that could be taking these set pieces and yep. they're going to be getting a bunch against Maribor. And of course with Maribor also, uh, whether or not you play Val and Amity if he plays, <laughs> but it's such a heavy. Yeah. I can't dog. Yeah. I mean, but he's, if you need a midfield, I mean, a 4,500 midfielder, there, there. I mean, where else are you go? Where really? Where, if you said you need to take a set because you can't go. I mean, you really can't go to Spartac to get that. No. I mean, Fernando splits with Promise. Eh. I mean, do you go to Apoel or you mm. take Maribor or you take the ten position for Mar? I mean, because Besiktas. I mean, Besiktas Leipzig. You're not going to find. Uh, I mean, Monaco. Well, Mon- Well, we'll get to Monaco. Uh, you may be able to find someone in the Monaco game. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm harping over the fact that it that uh, covering uh, the Napoli game is easy. Covering the Man City game is easy. We don't have to go into it's the typical Man City options. Uh, Cerna is out for Shakhtar, uh, and who knows who's going to take set pieces for Shakhtar? Uh, but does it even matter? Right. Are they going to have enough of the ball anyway? Uh, but Shakhtar is a decent enough defensive team, so. Uh, who knows how many goals Man City scores? And I think the I think the main thing for Man City is it is uh, is Jesus going to start up top with No Aguero? Is Aguero going to are they going to both start together? You still it's the same questions we had on on, on Saturday. Yeah, so yeah, it'll always be it's, the question with Man City. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it's always the same questions, and then uh, and then you got Sevilla, and then the the, Dort, the Dortmund Madrid game is all about uh, do you want to take uh, you you know goals are probably going to be scored in this game. Uh, can you pick them out, mm-hmm. even peripheral-wise? And tot- to me, Tottenham, away to wherever Apple, where's Applewell? They're they're in the middle of nowhere. They're um, Cy- Cyprus, right? Okay, uh, not close. Right? Do you? I mean, do you really? Do you take Ericsson at ten k? I don't. Because Ollie's out. Ollie's suspended. Yep. Vertonghen is suspended. Yep. So, I mean, Tottenham, I could see just going in, just looking to scrape a goal and get out of there. They could, yeah. Or Kane could score a hat trick. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Tottenham is a minus what? My, currently minus three seventy or so favorite, but they're away favorite. But they're away. Yeah, they're away, right. and they're three higher ones. Right. There's Napoli, there's Man City, and Sevilla, and they're all at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, GPP play. I can't see paying sure. 10k for Ericsson. That's a lot. Or maybe you can. Maybe you can. I don't know. You paused. No, no. I was taking a sip of coffee. Okay. That was my pause. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would absolutely take uh, Kaya home ahead of him. I wouldn't even think about it. Right. You pl- I play Kaya and uh, and Gulam together. Yeah. Then pay up and with with Ericsson. Yeah. But that's more for certainty. Like I, I, when we mention a lot of these plays, it's just a matter of not saying that the Dortmund Madrid game is like a bad. Don't look at that game. It's just that there's more uncertainty in that game. Tottenham, we have certainty. It's just whether or not you're going to pay up for it. You know, Eric, you could take Erickson, you could take Kane, you could take Davis. But how many goals do you expect Tottenham to score away in Cyprus as opposed to Napoli at home, right? Or Man City at home, even Sevilla at home. You have to weigh that in. If you think Tottenham's going to score five goals away to Applewell, then albeit, go. Go take them. But I could see Napoli, you know, destroying Feyenoord. And we know who's going to score. I mean, it just did one of, take two out of the three up top, and you should be good if they do score five goals. Right? You know, I mean, yeah, you may see an Allen goal or a Jorginho or something like that. But it's not like, you know, if they score five goals, you're not going to have all three frontline players with none of them. Right. 
where do you where did you see the Monaco? Was it because um, well, we have Lamar lineup. might miss out. Right. Well, it, it depends if Lamar is in. Uh, my, Porto is not a bad team. No. And Porto is uh, halfway decent defensively. Mm -hmm. So Monaco, actually, the line's gone down. Monaco is not even an even money. They're plus 115 at home, mm -hmm. uh, which you would expect Monaco to be much higher favorite. You know, I would ex you would expect, looking at that game to in a vacuum, yeah. to go minus 160 yep. at home. I mean, still, I mean, not as much as a favorite as the other ones, but... I mean, not a pick'em game against Porto. So, do you really, if Lamar's in and starts, do you want to pay up for him? Um, where is he? Like eighty something, eighty two hundred, yeah. which is actually cheap for him. But, um, I, hes I, I I would hesitate at it. That's all. Right at eighty two hundred. There's, I mean, there's a lot of other people that you could take. Take David Silva. You could go up a little and take any of the, the Insignia or Callium. Yep. You could take Sarabia or Benega. You could, mean, take, you could Bale. take a lot. Of, right. You could take Bale even. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you could take a Dortmund guys. You could take a yep. lot of people. Uh, the thing is uh, with, with Monaco, number one, uh, Sadibi should be back. Yep. But it's possible Sadibi plays he, in. He played advanced. Right. An event with Torre behind him. Yeah. That gives you a defense. That looks like a decent move. And then you have also Jorge, who's underpriced what we'd normally for the league. Mm -hmm. He's 4,900, but normally wow. we see 56, yeah. 5,700. And Monaco does play from the wings. Uh, but if Lamar's not in, I mean, if you if you need, like you take a look at Val and Amity, 4,500 set pieces for Maribor, although they're a humongous underdog away. Uh, when... Lamar's not in. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get a Moutinho. Yeah. You're going to get a Tielemans. Right. You're going to get it. You can, you're going to get cheap guys. They're going to be, at least they're going to be on a favorite team at home. Right. So look out for that. What are your or thoughts? Or you can play the three defenders or you could end up playing yeah. three defenders and end up with Sidibe in a, I mean, you can, to me, I like that it, it, out of, in that price range, the Monaco fullbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I would like, I'd rather Sidibe than, Probably Matinho, even though. Well, Matinho would you rather? Be... Would you rather Sidibe, Jorge, or like Amity, like a underdog or whoever possibly would take set pieces for Applewell? Yeah, I would probably take Sidibe. Right. Well, how about now? Here's the question on the Porto side. Tellus. Uh, I kind of have a real soft spot for Alex Tellus. Is the problem? Like I always like playing him. Well, I think it matters if. If Leon manages to get a start. Yeah. But even when he does occasionally, I think Telus still takes a vast majority of them. Right. But, yeah, but also, you, know, you also does... have Oliver Torres as yeah. well. Yeah. I don't think he takes enough for me to worry about it. He's forward eligible, at least. Hmm. But I don't think you're going to have a problem this late with. Not this one. You're no. going to need a cheap forward eligible player. You're going to be taking forward eligible players. Right. I mean, you, you take a look at, you know, you take a look at Napoli. All of them are forward. I mean, they're all MFs. Yeah. Right? I mean, you could take any of them. Uh, <laughs> so, so so you're fine. Uh, but. What's but your. Yeah, but I tell I could the conservative side of me says, well, it's a pick em game ish. Right. It's pick em enough that if he does take set pieces and he is a defender like 5000, you know, slot him in. Like I take I take a look at that and go, uh, obviously I think the top defender on the slate is Gulam. Yeah, but you're gonna pay for him at 6,300. Mm -hmm. But if you're gonna, if I mean, let's see. The problem comes in is whether or not you pick Telus or Jorge, or Sidibe, one of those types of things. Like in a in a lineup with Gulam in it, you could do all of them. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could do the three defenders. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I mean that, but to me. Once you put Gulam and Telus in, like you're, you're paying so much at defense in the two defender slots that utility spot is only going to be like a forty eight hundred dollars yep. spot anyway. Yep. So that might as well be a third defender than take an underdog, you know, you know, a Valenomity type mm -hmm. of player, mm -hmm. right? But if you're not taking Gulam, I could see taking Telus and Sidibe and then having a six k utility spot where you could take someone like like Navas or or a Dortmund guy. Or something like that. I think it really all the construction all depends on whether or not you're going to play uh, Gulam or not. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously on an eight-game slate, uh, the optimal lineup probably is going to be paying down a goalkeeper. It'll be tough to get who you want otherwise. Right. But still, you're going to be left open with no exposure to one of the teams. Right. That you take whatever the cheap goalkeeper you don't have any exposure to. Yep. And that's just what happens. I'd, that's why going into goalkeeper picks is pointless. It's just, it's whatever. Right. It's whatever it is. Take the one that won't hurt you with your own guys. Right. Because all of them are willing. I mean, there's a, you could take Jones, Napoli shoot. I mean, a senior could shoot eight times in a game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you you could take Burkle. If you're not taking anyone from Real Madrid, he's cheap enough. I think he's underpriced. Yeah, he's pretty cheap. To be a, for, for, for the line that's out. I think he's way under. I mean, he should be like 4,600, 4,700. I think the it's more the the fact that they're not expecting a clean sheet on either side. Right. Like, I don't think, like, Navas is a 4,900. Like, that's... But typically you see a 4,900 and then 4,600, not 4,300. Yeah. That's fair. Right. What's your thought on this uh, Red Bull um, Besiktas game? Well, it's another one of the pick them. Yeah. The away team is the favorite, plus 120. Uh, Leipzig, I mean, if Forsberg's in, he seems overpriced. Yeah. Going into going into uh, Turkey. I more wanted to discuss Quaresma. I think he's overpriced also for being an underdog. For being an underdog. Right. And, 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 someone, that, and someone that may not even play 90. Mm-hmm. I mean, I if anything, I mean, then you look at like Erkin. Mm-hmm. Or some a cheap a cheap fullback. Adriano. Okay, let we have to talk about this. Uh, Adriano is most likely out, and uh, in the in the league, uh, Gary Medell has been starting at fullback. Yeah. Uh, and as your reaction has been, <laughs> uh, Gary Medell is a center back. Yes, very much so. Right. Okay. So same He's type Mercado. of right. So if you see Medell in, I mean, if you need the punt. Sure, but just understand that like Gary Medell is 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 a center back center but like Mercado is more of a fullback than Medell is a fullback. Yeah. Okay, cuz Mercado at least will play fullback for Argentina. But Medell plays is is like the man marking center back for Chile. Mm-hmm. Like he's not I mean he's not even the zonal marker. <laughs> like like no, he this guy is he's not going he's not he's never crossed the ball in his life type of player. <laughs> So, so he he ain't getting forward or anything. Yeah. Which, but but it may also mean that Besiktas play very defensively, mm-hmm. which lowers the the floor on Charisma. Does it raise? I know. I, I know you look at. Though? I put him in this. I obviously I think uh, uh, Charisma is has a more reliable mm-hmm. floor, but Forsberg has higher upside. Yeah. But this is another game where probably I don't still think... play Bale. Right. Well, that's the point. It's like I see, I see this game. It's like this is a one-one game. Uh, you don't know you know who's going to score or anything. Uh, Leipzig is playing in Turkey. I mean, Turkey's not an easy place to play, uh, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a pick'em game. So it's just uh, the prices on these 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 players. Like how do how do you how do you take Werner over any of the other forward? I mean, like how do you how do you, how do you take Forsberg over over a, a, a Man City player? I don't know. I don't think I don't you can. Know. Well, that's the but <laughs> yeah. it, it's all it's all in, you know just all in relation. Just like with like Tottenham, Tottenham's probably going to beat Apple two nothing. It's just a matter of how many who's going to score. Like if you don't get the guy that has the goal, like you're going to get destroyed by another game that goes four nothing, and it doesn't matter. Erickson could have a nice sixteen point floor game for ten k, and then the guy that you you play Insignia and Insignia has two assists and a goal. And eight shots on goal and ends up with 32 points. Do you find when you have this many heavy favorites that you try to spread out your exposure? Do you try to choose one game or maybe two and say, I'm going to get as many guys from this one or two teams that I can? Both are options. Both are valid strategies. I tend to try to pick and choose. I try to, in a perfect world, I'll take the set piece taker. If they have a set piece monopoly from all the games, mm-hmm. that's what I'll try to do. The problem is, is that when they split, when you don't know who's going to play, you know, that type of thing, 
or they're too expensive. I mean, you take a look and you go, uh, like, like even even in Napoli, I mean, Calion is half because Goulon takes half. Mm-hmm. Like they cannibalize each other. So that's why a lot of times I take Insignia because I at least I know he's going to shoot. But then, so then you go, well, I'd rather have the floor of Calion. Mm-hmm. They're both the same price. And then you take a look at Sevilla. It's like if you t- if you told me that that uh, Benega is going to take all the set pieces, then fine, I'll take him for seventy three hundred. But you can't tell me that. Right. I don't know. If you tell me Crondelli is, then I, he's the first guy in my lineup <laughs> at his price. At his price, yeah. Right. So I mean, you don't know these things. So like, if Crondelli like. If he was the only guy in for Sarabia or Benega or Ganzo or any of these guys, it makes now lineup construction is easy. Plug him in, and now you're able to pay up for everyone. Right. Right? You're, you're, dude, I, I think with Champions League slates, a lot of times punting at defense is not the right option because you have a lot of attacking wingbacks. Mm-hmm. So typically that's not optimal. But for GPP, obviously, I mean, you, you, you could take a, you know, a favored center back down in the low 3K range and then load up on goal scores. Either load up on multiple goal scores on multiple teams or stack one game. Right. And you take all three Napoli frontline players or you take all three Man City players up top or something like, or you do a two and one and you go, you know, or I'm going to take, I'm going to take Ronaldo. You get a low, lower owned Ronaldo than he would normally be. And you go, I think the, Madrid, I think it's going to be 2-2, but Ronaldo is going to be the one with the brace. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to take any forward, if you're going to take any 10K player, like, you need to get two goals out of him. Yeah. If they're goal-dependent. I, I mean, if you're going to take, uh, you know, a, a 7,300, you know, Benega, or you're going to take... Because even, like, that's why I take a look at Ben Yedder for 7,900 and go, I just need a goal for that price. But I take a look at Mertens at ten three, and I go, I need two. Yeah, for that price. Which uh, goal dependent forward do you think you'd consider the most? Mertens, or whoever starts up top for Man City, if it's one of them. Right. I think that may be one, but it's not Ronaldo. So you would take Jesus over Mertens if he started alone. Well, for the price, because I, 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 because if you're going by goal dependent, forward, I'd take Jesus at 9,400 and then take Calion and Insignia. Right, I'll take three 9K players. Right, I could do something like that. Yeah, it's the price. It's like if it's Aguero, that makes it much harder of a decision. Right, if it's just Jesus up top at 9,400 with the second highest goal scoring odds, like yeah, I'll take him over Burton's. Mm-hmm. I can play them both together if I want to. I mean, that's more of a GPP lineup with two goal-dependent forwards. Yeah. But still, it's the, it's the price difference. Aguero up top, then you you can't do that. It's, it's much more of a decision because they're both priced similarly. But still, I, I, I'm more likely to trust Napoli than any other, game, any other team on this, on this slate, especially with Feyenoord in such bad form. Mm-hmm. Did we... Talk Liverpool? We didn't really. No. Other than you didn't want Spartak. I feel well, I like take Spartak. I mean, because <clears throat> if Promise is in, he's way too expensive for being in. I mean, yeah, they're they're, they're a plus four hundred underdog at home. Liverpool's minus one fifty or so. Uh, but Liverpool, you have the same. Like, do you, do you pay a for Coutinho in Russia? <laughs> I'm staying away myself. Right, but I mean, to me, but... the play in this game is you take uh, uh, Rembrov, you take the goalkeeper. Hmm. Liverpool shoot a lot, and they're not going to play any of them. You may take a, f- a fullback if you want to. I mean, Liverpool is a favorite, and you're going to, yeah, who knows who you're going to see at fullback? You're going to see Alexander Arnold. You may see Robertson. Yep. You may see maybe maybe it's Moreno again, and they're they're all under five k. So that that ain't bad to me. If you need it, but I don't see anyone on Spartak that I would take. Yeah. Okay. That's good for me. I think we touched every game. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to do a cash. Lo- I mean, the yeah. eight game Champions League slates, it's tough. These are these, <laughs> these this. It's not plug in and play. I mean, a five game EP. I mean, look, we had a seven game EPL slate, and that's tough, mm-hmm. right? We're you, we're such just so used to four and five game slates. 
where it's like, okay, you take the, the there's one big favorite, you take two guys from them, and with a set piece taker here, you can kind of piece things together much easier. Here, you gotta you gotta make decisions, and you're gonna be you're gonna be going in at 2:45 Eastern, going. I hope something doesn't happen more so than yeah. I hope something does happen. Yeah. Right. You never go in going, going, Oh, okay. I'm going to take Mertens. I hope he scores a goal or two. Right. You never go in there. You take Mertens and you go, please, Ronaldo, just get hit by a meteor. <laughs> right. You don't care about like, but you don't, I'll take a Mertens eight as long as Ronaldo doesn't have 24. Yeah. Right? You're thinking in terms of what shouldn't happen in the other games. Right. <laughs> But that's what makes it the greatest sweat in DFS. There you go. All right. Uh, if anybody has any follow-up questions, you can hit up Jordan at BlenderHD on Twitter. You can find me at Rotowire Andrew. We're also usually available in the Rotowire Soccer Slack chat, which is available for all Rotowire subscribers. If you want to join in, just uh, contact me on Twitter, or you can email me at or Andrew at Rotowire.com. And there's some... Very, very, very good DFS minds in there, specifically soccer people who know what they're doing. Jordan's one of them, so please join us. And Jordan, good luck on Tuesday. Well, it could only get better from this past Saturday for us. I hope so. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.